Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. Sure to appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I'm sure y'all have a hundred different things today pulling you and 101 different directions. So, thank you. I'll try and use it wisely. Not a lot on the homestead. Well, not a lot good anyway. Still no rain. The rabbits or possums or coons or whatever is eating away at some of our rows in the garden are still managing to win so far. And it looks like we finally lost one of the five remaining chicks that we had. And another one of those five turned out to be a rooster. So definitely going to have to order some more. I don't know if we have enough time left now before winter or not. Always something. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast, for the people that listen to it and share it. Be with them and their families. Bless them, guide them, surround them with your angels, protect them from evil of any kind. Guide us as a nation back to you. Help us to turn away from our sins to turn away from the deceitful things of the world the things that the world says we ought to be concerned about money power greed pleasure and to seek you and your kingdom and your righteousness first Help us to love you with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And guide my words, Father, please. In your Son's name we pray. Amen. So we've got another one of our kind of in-between series, although I should have done this with the President's series recently, and... We may have a couple here. I don't know if we're going to make it to both or not. Uh, But one of the presidents that I did not read quotes from, or at least didn't read these quotes from, was Herbert Hoover, 31st president of the United States. First president elected out of a business career. It's kind of interesting. He had made a fortune as a mining engineer and then at the beginning of World War I became the food administrator of the United States. Served on President Harding's cabinet. Got the presidential nomination by the Republican Party in his inaugural address on March 4th, 1929. He entreated 
I ask the help of Almighty God in this service. Just uh, because I would be remiss if I didn't. I'm pulling this today out of America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotations. Uh, I think you can find one or two of these in the Founder's Bible or the Patriot's Bible, but I'm not sure about that. But you can find them other places as well. So it's just the source that I use. Phenomenal books, all three of those, if you get a chance. Highly recommend getting hard copies. Never know when that's going to become problematic. And it's good to have this information written down somewhere that you can go back to and look it up and know that it was there and often see the sources for this information as well. So... I don't know if y'all can hear them in the background, but if you have never had the pleasure of having guineas, they are some of the noisiest birds you will ever have in your flock. And they're sold, at least I have always heard them sold as great watchdogs. And I understand why the comments made because of how loud they are. The problem is they're almost always that loud. And so it, it just, you're watching out for everything. You know, strangers, axe murders, wild dogs, hawks in the air, a leaf blowing across the yard. It doesn't matter what it is. They're on... <laughs> Constant alert slash patrol. Uh, anyway, they theoretically do keep the snakes down too, uh, which some people really like. So, 1934, the challenge of liberty. Hoover declared, while I can make no claim for having introduced the term rugged individualism, I should be proud to have invented it. It has been used by American leaders for over half a century in eulogy of those God-fearing men and women of honesty whose stamina and character and fearless assertion of rights led them to make their own way in life. I tell you what, there's a lot there, folks, um, and, and you have heard the term probably a couple times today, rugged individualism. But, you know, one of the things in a recent video, it was about Columbus, but it really applies to our founders just almost across the board, is the amount of courage and faith and desperation it took to do what they did. The amount of courage just in stepping off into a ship or ships with little to no idea at first and little idea later on. And then what idea they did get was that it was going to be really tough. So detrimental information, I guess, or not detrimental, but, you know, negative information about what it was going to be like in the sense of how hard it was going to be. 
So the amount of courage to overcome that is phenomenal in itself. It would be like somebody putting you on a spaceship, I've heard it described, and just sending you out into space with no clue what was actually going to be out there. And I, I dare say there's not very many of us today that would have that kind of courage. Especially when a large chunk, right, with Columbus, everybody thought that the world was flat and that you just fell off the edge, right? Not really at that point, but the, the, the problem is still had no clue of where you were going. And the courage that it must have taken him as week after week after week, they saw no land and his sailors became more and more anxious upset and wanted to turn around and go home and then the second part of that is the amount of faith because regardless of what the narrative is today the false narrative the truth is that the vast majority of these people the overwhelming majority came with faith in god and jesus christ not allah not buddha or Hindu gods or um, Judaism or atheism, but Christianity, faith in God and Jesus Christ. Different denominations, but that underlying faith. And so the amount of faith that it took to stick to that belief that God was watching over them, even in really tough, trying times. And then the last part uh, that maybe we don't talk about often enough is the desperation. And you kind of get this in President Hoover's last line here. The God-fearing men and women of honesty whose stamina and character and fearless assertion of rights led them to make their own way in life. That fearless assertion of rights, they were so convinced of the rights, the God-given rights, and, and the desire to be able to worship God without being punished and tortured and imprisoned and killed and hunted by the state. The amount of desperation that it must have taken to get to that point is just, it's hard to conceive of for us in America today. And that's really part of the problem. We've had it so good because people before us have worked so hard that we don't really understand what we're giving up today. I can guarantee you that there's some people in China and Iran and Venezuela and a bunch of countries in Africa and, uh, and really, sadly, a number of countries in Europe now. They know. And they're watching us and they're just bewildered beyond the point of words. In 1943, this is uh, kind of interesting in the number of quotes or the number of people on this joint statement with Mrs. Calvin Coolidge, Mrs. Theodore Roosevelt, Mrs. William H. Taft, Mrs. Benjamin Harrison, Mrs. Grover Cleveland, Alfred Smith, 
Alfred Landon, James M. Cox, and John W. Davis. So you notice a lot of first ladies there. Menaced by collectivist trends, we must seek revival of our strength in the spiritual foundations, which are the bedrock of our republic. Democracy is the outgrowth of the religious conviction of the sacredness of every human life. On the religious side, its highest embodiment is the Bible. On the political side, the Constitution. That tie there, folks, between the Bible and the Constitution, you can't have the Constitution without that tie. The Bible is going to continue to exist regardless of what we do in America. Uh, God's not going to suddenly disappear just because we decide that he doesn't exist or we decide that we don't need him. That's just our folly and our failure and our destruction. But the, the Constitution, it can't exist without the principles of the Bible. The Declaration of Independence, it can't exist. And you see that in those quotes from other presidents. This echoes comments that we heard from FDR and, and Truman. This actually came first, I suppose, so... Uh, or maybe about the same time as some of those quotes. If you don't have that tie, if you don't have those principles of God-given rights and all men being created equal, then you lose democracy. You lose our republic, right? Our constitutional republic. Some people call it a democratic republic. Uh, but the problem is that as Herbert Hoover and all of these first ladies said here, the bedrock of our republic is the spiritual foundations, the foundation on Bible and Jesus Christ and God. That's the foundation of our nation, folks. And when you erode that, it's just like anything else. If you have a business that sells cars and all of a sudden they start to go out and talk about how bad cars are, they're destroying themselves. If you have... A business that sells cookies, for example, and they go out and start to talk about how bad cookies are for you, how fattening and how much it raises your cholesterol and how it causes obesity, right? They're undermining their own organization. Those are probably really bad analogies, folks, but it's the first thing that popped in my head, probably because I was thinking about Oreos. But if we don't have the Bible... Jesus Christ and God at the foundation of our nation, we, we lose. And that's what's going on. And that's, that's what they said in this statement here. It's interesting that it was during World War II. We always seem to come back to God when things get really hard. And they're about to, folks. They're already getting hard. But they're going to get really, really hard here in America to the point of a war. And... and and, and that's the better of the possible outcomes, sadly. A civil war with the potential for turning back to God is a better outcome than the socialist, communist genocides that we've seen in the 20th century. One more. We'll wrap up. Again, President Hoover. The whole inspiration of our civilization springs from the teachings of Christ and the lessons of the prophets. To read the Bible for these fundamentals is a necessity of American life. That last sentence right there, folks, that exemplifies the comment that I make so often on this podcast. You don't have to be a Christian in order to be an American. 
I cannot recommend anything more than following Jesus Christ in this life. But our founders understood free will as God gave it. They knew you couldn't force an individual into faith or out of it. So you don't have to be Christian in order to be American. But if you don't follow those principles of Christ, the lessons of the prophets in the Bible, if you don't read the Bible for those fundamentals, then we lose America. You can't have America without people that, you know, we sit there and we watch sports. Again, picking on myself here. Uh, we'll watch a baseball game for three hours. And we'll know every single name of every player. We'll know some of their girlfriends' names. Maybe even some of their kids. We'll know what their hobbies are, what, the, what food they like the best, right? What clothes they wear, what cars they drive. We know all these things about these people. The vast majority of us in America don't spend three hours in a week or even two weeks on reading the Bible or even three weeks. A lot of us even four weeks a month. We spend more time watching a game that doesn't have any real meaning. It's a game. In a, in a day, in a few hours than we spend with God and learning these fundamentals as President Hoover said about American life. To read the Bible for these fundamentals is a necessity of American life. You know, I made that comment recently online. I'm going to stir the pot here a little bit at the end, folks. I guess I always kind of stir the pot. Uh, we can survive in America without feminists. We don't. We don't need women to do all the jobs that the feminists talk about that are so great, the doctors and lawyers, etc. Uh, everything, anything. Uh, we can't, I'm not saying that it would be best, I'm just saying we can survive without them. Uh, we can't survive without mothers in the home raising their own children. Right? And so, we can survive without sports. Uh, we can survive without a lot of things. Uh, art and music would be, it would be sad, but we could survive without them. Um, you know, the, the luxuries that we have, some of us have a couple cars instead of just one or nicer cars than we really need to do what we normally do. You know, you, you buy a big old pickup truck and you keep the bed as shiny as the hood that you're not really using that truck for work. You don't really need that truck. You just want it, right? Uh, the number of clothes. We, a lot of us have far more clothes than we really need, right? A lot of this stuff is materialistic, but you get the point. But we can't survive without understanding the fundamentals laid out in the Bible and the teachings of Christ that have made this republic. And that's what you see today. You really see both of those accounts, right? Our marriages and our families are falling apart. And our country is falling apart because we've given our time to all these other things instead of to the fundamentals. As President Hoover said here, the whole inspiration of our civilization springs from the teachings of Christ and the lessons of the prophets. That's probably one of those quotes that I ought to use every single day again. 
uh, and I apologize that we went over today, but some really great quotes from President Hoover. If you get a chance, share the podcast with somebody today. I would greatly appreciate it. We don't advertise. We do put a few posts up on social media, but that's about it. And uh, so everything really that causes the podcast to grow, the, the vast majority is y'all telling other people about it, which I'm very grateful for. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can email us at americansoulpodcast at gmail.com. And if you can scrounge together $3 and change each month, you can subscribe to the exclusive episodes that we put out there and you'll get all of those episodes for the month. So I would appreciate it. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.